Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. I am back from Hardcore Pride Weekend. Thank you for everybody who's shown support for the interview that I did with Lennon. That was really fun. Shout out to Feet First Productions. Shout out Jeff. I am truly always thankful for the help that you give me. So it's always fun to be able to work with Jeff when I'm out in Pennsylvania. So please go support Feet First. Go support the interview that I did with Lennon. It was seriously so much fun. Shout out to Adrian. Thank you, everybody who picked up the collab tea. It was awesome. Shout out to Nick Bertles for designing it. Shout out Adrian for being down to do a collab. It was awesome. It was cool to see kids stoked at the fest. Uh, you know, seeing people wait in line for the shirt. It was cool. So thank you to everybody who managed to pick one up. Uh, shout out to From Within Records. Shout out Plead Your Case. It was seriously such an awesome time. Shout out Marty Williams for being awesome, housing me, being a good host. Uh, It's it's truly an honor to be able to go to Philly and have so much support. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram. Click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. Currently, the Scarab live tape slash zine is still available in the From Within Records Big Cartel. So if you're at all curious, please go support the label. Please support Scarab. Such an awesome band. I was fortunate enough to be able to catch their secret set at Hardcore Pride Weekend, and I am blown away. You can go check out one of my Instagram reels. I have a little snippet from their set. It's seriously so sick. Shout out to everybody in Scarab. That band is amazing. If you head over to the Triple B website, there is a shirt, the One Scene Unity of America's Hardcore. All proceeds will benefit the Philly Bully team. You can head over to the Triple B Records web store and pick one up now. It's an awesome design, black and green. It's super sick. So please. Go support all the labels and support a great cause. Please support the From Within Records podcast network. Shout out Dan. Shout out Lennon. They're doing their own podcast titled Dudes Doing Movies, which is a great listen. So please support them. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. A huge shout out to Good Fortune Printing. Mentioned the Adrian collapse earlier. Good Fortune Printing did an amazing job. High quality stuff. Like I always say, if you are a band, if you're looking for merch for your business, I highly suggest you hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. Or if you want to get in contact with them, please email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. And I'm just blown away at the quality that they provide. I love Nate Prosciutti. Shout out Wilkes Bear. Shout out Good Fortune Printing. Uh, before we get into today's guest, I <laughs> just want to update everybody. Uh, I lost my vlog camera. I, I went to a rave. Uh, shout out Nalu from Hawaii. He wanted to go see uh, some DJs. And it, it wasn't like uh, my favorite thing, but. I my, my vlog camera. Long story short, vlog camera ended up 
falling in the toilet of a porta potty, uh, you know, probably like two to three feet deep full of shit and piss. So vlog camera is gone. I'm uh, super sad because it was expensive, but I'm more sad that there was this New Jersey vlog that I did not export. Um, all the files were still in the camera. So I'm so bummed that I do not have the footage of me uh, in New Jersey for the Never Again and Cut Down Record Release show. It's very painful. So for now, uh, vlogging from uh, the good old trusty cell phone until we get our new vlog camera. It's on the way. It's a bit of an upgrade. So the vlogs were doing good, uh, but they're going to look even better once the new equipment gets here. And I'm looking forward to continuing to vlog. So that's not going to stop. Um, but uh, I just had to um, update you guys on that. Uh, another big thing this week is Coachella, which I'm so stoked to be able to go back to Coachella. Uh, I'm, I'm only going Saturday, uh, just to be clear. I'm going Saturday specifically to see Scowl and Blackpink. Obviously, there's a ton of other artists. I am sure I'll discover some new artists. Uh, Charlie XCX is playing. I hope I get to hear Oh My God by New Jeans live if she decides to play it. But the main focus is Scowl and Blackpink. It's going to be such an amazing time. If you're there, let's link up. I'll be vlogging. I'll be there with my one of my best friends, Nate. It's, it's going to be a good time praying for good weather. Um, it's going to be a wild time, but very much looking forward to that. Uh, but before we get into today's guest, yeah, I, I, I just had to mention that because it's, it's a big deal, right? Going back to Coachella, going to see another band from our bubble. I'm so proud of Scal. They're doing amazing things, and it's uh, it's cool to see another band getting uh, another band from our bubble getting so much love and respect that they deserve. So um, I'm truly honored to be able to go to something like this and be able to see them live. But on today's episode, we had a track down. Our good buddy Jake sings for a band called Frenzy out of Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm sure you should have heard of them by now because I've been talking about them every chance that I can get. Seriously, such an awesome new band. And it's uh, something that I'm just obsessed with, right? I'm, I'm constantly on Bandcamp. I'm constantly uh, sending uh, all my friends uh, who... Uh, you know, uh, aren't even asking, right? I, I'm just, uh, just letting everybody know. Hey, listen to Frenzy from Cleveland. This is some sick new shit, and it, it, it's cool to see them getting love on the internet. And I can't wait <laughs> for them to get on Spotify. They're still not on Spotify to the, to to this uh, very moment of me recording this intro. They're still not on Spotify. Um, I need to tap back in and see what's going on with that because uh, I'm sure that convenience will. Uh, grow their fan base but for now everybody just go to Bandcamp, go search up frenzy trial by fire you'll find it if not hit me up i'll send you the link the link will be in the description to help you guys out but i am such a fan i i, I love frenzy and i was happy to be able to sit down and talk to jake about uh, his time in hardcore and just to hear about frenzy and i hope they have a bright future i hope all of you I love the band just as much as I do. And for anyone who is not familiar, just, you know, you know the drill. Hit pause. Go boot up Bandcamp. Just Bandcamp for now. Go boot up Bandcamp. Go search up Trial by Fire by Frenzy out of Cleveland, Ohio. Bump that shit. 
two to three times and then come back here and listen to Jake and I break down how Frenzy got together, how Trial by Fire got made. It's so sick. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Jake to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Jake. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm uh, really happy to be able to have you on the podcast. Uh, after all the scheduling stuff, I'm happy we finally made it. So uh, thank you. And I mean it. So I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this today. Of course. Yeah, no big deal at all. Glad it all worked out. Okay. So the main reason why I wanted to have you on today is you playing a band called Frenzy, right? I've been talking about your band. Uh, every chance I can get, right? Uh, people ask me, like, what am I listening to in California? And obviously, I uh, tell them, you know, the typical stuff, right? Listen to Tarana on Days, listen to Major Pain. Uh, th- that That's all cool. But there's this other band, this new band out of Cleveland that I just can't get over. So I'm just so stoked. And I, I mean, it. I think the music's fucking awesome. So uh, I think Frenzy is the band that everybody should be listening to right now. Um, but for people who are listening who may not be familiar, can you uh, talk about uh, you know what you do in the band? Yeah, sure thing. And, and thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Um, so I, I'm the the vocalist in Frenzy. I do all the the yelling and stuff. Um, that's you know pretty much my my main function. Uh, Tim and Tony do most of the writing. That's our two guitarists. Um, those guys are uh, writing machines, for lack of a better word. Tony can crank out a song like nobody else. Um, he does most of the lyric writing. We kind of workshop most of it, too. Um, but those are kind of the, the two main guys. And then you got Kev, who plays bass, and, and Peter, our drummer. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I was uh, you know, just on Instagram, uh, you know, just checking out uh, just random stories, just uh, wasting time. And I, I follow Andy from Live It Down. And he posted, oh, uh, you know, new band from the area. And I, I was just intrigued because uh, I'm not always in tune with what's going on in, uh, you know, all the other local scenes besides mine. So I'm always t- like, you know, always down to take recommendations or check out links that people post. So when I saw that he had posted uh, your band, I was like, oh, this is cool. Logo looks cool. Like, let me check it out. And I'm happy that I did because I, I, I swear, like, uh, I'm. Uh, I, I hate that I have to go to band camp to listen to it, but, <laughs> but I do, <laughs> but, but I do just because it, it's that good. And I, I guess yeah, I, I, and I mean it, like I uh, literally tell everybody that I can, uh, but for, so sh- shout out to Andy from Libby Denver, uh, you know, posting you guys. Cause uh, if he wouldn't have, or if I would have just, you know, gotten Instagram, maybe a day later, I, I probably would have been out of touch or would not even know about your band. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Appreciate it again. You having us on and, and everything. You know, it's it's cool to see. Um, it, it's really great to see that, that people just like it. Honestly, <laughs> um, it's always always makes it a little bit more fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, man, just really appreciate it. Okay, and um, 
can you, uh, you know, talk about your uh, history with hardcore? Uh, how did you uh, discover it? Have you always lived out there in Cleveland? Yeah, so I'm uh, from the Cleveland area, different parts. I, I live in Cleveland now, um, mm-hmm. kind of on the outskirts. Um, as far as hardcore goes, I'm honestly, I'm kind of new to hardcore. Um, it, it's always been something I've been into, um, you know, even growing up, listening to heavier stuff. As far as, you know, really being a part of, you know, part of the scene and going to shows, you know, this is something that I've really gotten into in the last couple of years. I'm not quite as uh, as seasoned as some of the other guys in the band. Mm-hmm. Um was really into, you know, a lot of, a lot of hardcore, post-hardcore stuff growing up. Um, honestly, probably the band that really sort of bridged the gap for me, which is, is funny enough because they're not even a, really a hardcore band, but Counterparts um, is a band I really enjoyed. And then I kind of, from listening to more like melodic hardcore stuff, sort of ranched into, um, you know, bands like Mind Force, End It, um, that kind of thing, which is, I guess, kind of a weird transition to make. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm relatively new to it, but really happy that I'm here now, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say that it, it's a weird transition, but I find that um, the you know counterparts crowd, they don't really, uh, you know, uh, they, they kind of go in the opposite direction, right? They, they, they tend to stay in like that bubble, which is totally fine. Right. But to see someone uh, from that bubble cross over and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, go head first into hardcore, I, I, I think it's awesome. And I, I think it's a good example uh for you know people out there to see that it, it is possible because i know sometimes uh, bands like that can get some flack uh for you know uh kind of bring in a weird crowd but for yeah. someone like you to uh, to come from that i i, I think it's cool because it's not common yeah yeah it's definitely you know you hit the nail on the head there there's that they definitely get some flack some justified you know maybe some not so much um defeaters another band that kind of bridged that gap for me um you know, it's funny enough, Frenzy, actually, all of us collectively were all in sort of a, a melodic hardcore band pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we played our very first show. It was actually the day that Ohio got shut down. So oh. we were like one of the last shows to get played in Cleveland, unfortunately. And we don't have to dwell on all that too much. We played that show. We played one show um, once things started opening back up again. And then it just kind of fizzled out. And then a year or two later, we all kind of reconvened. And, you know, that's that's kind of how Frenzy happened. <laughs> that's crazy. It, it, it's weird for me because I, I was around when Defeater uh, was, you know, popping, right? Going to a, right. a you know Defeater show and it being crazy, kids singing along. And um, unfortunately, it's not like that these days. N- no diss to them. Uh, but... it's crazy to see you know bands rise and fall but that's just uh, you know part of everything right and no one stays at the top forever yeah but you you mentioned your melodic hardcore band uh once things started opening back up and shows uh came back what happened to that band you guys just wanted to switch it up and start something new yeah so i mean we it was kind of um you know when things kind of opened up originally we played an outdoor show um at a uh DIY spot in Akron called Kling. Really great spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Frenzy's actually playing there in a couple weeks too. Um, played there, had a good time. And then, you know, shows kind of went away again for a little while and, and it was just kind of tough to, to keep up with and manage. And um, yeah, it, it just kind of fizzled out. And, and you know, we were, none of us at that point, you know, by the time we got to a point where we could really play shows again, we were all kind of more into hardcore than we were melodic hardcore anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then we, um, you know, Tony had been writing most of what is Trial by Fire, the, the EP now, um, for about a, a year, 
or so, give or take at this point. Um, and then, you know, him, Tim and Peter have been working on it. They brought me in. Um, actually, originally I was going to be playing bass. And then we kind of struggled to find a vocalist. And one day we were all hanging out at a, a show over at uh, out here in Cleveland and basically just decided, OK, well, Jake, you want to move over to vocals? Sure. And then our buddy Kev was there who had played guitar in the uh, the melodic hardcore band with us. He jumped on bass and then, you know, we just kind of started, you know, that kind of set the course for everything for us. That's interesting that you struggled to find a vocalist. I feel like people are always wanting to uh, do vocals since it's uh, not like the easiest thing to do, but uh, you know, the, I feel like the barrier for entry is pretty low since you don't have to know how to play an instrument. Right, right. You can kind of get into it without really. Uh, yeah, you don't have to be um, right. Exactly. The barrier for entry is is pretty low. You don't really have to have a, a music background, but you know, if you can talk loud, yell stuff, <laughs> you know, you can, you can kind of pull it off and, and learn on the fly a little bit. I mean, heck, that, that's kind of what I did for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, have you ever fronted a, a band before or is this your first time? Uh, I did. Yeah. I fronted a band, um, back pretty much from when I was like 17 to about 23. Um, so, you know, when I was a little bit younger, it was more on the like rock, um, kind of honestly, like in that, movements realm of stuff not quite pop punk but not quite like you know some of the the grungier stuff that was really my first experience kind of front in a band mm -hmm. um, and then you know from there kind of had to adjust and, and like i said learn on the fly a little bit how to um you know change it up and instead of singing you know just pretty much be yelling all the time which is um honestly more fun you can kind of you know i don't want to say turn your brain off because you obviously you got to be thinking you know you're still hitting notes and things like that um but it's just a little bit more fun. You could be a little bit more loose with it, in my opinion. Um, and that's why you know, hardcore is just, man, it's just, it's just fun to play out. <laughs> Hell yeah. That, that, that's awesome that you're having fun up there. I feel like that's really important. Uh, how many shows has Frenzy played? So Frenzy at this point, I think we're at five shows now. Okay. Um, mostly up in Cleveland um, at some of the DIY spots. And then um, also at uh, No Class, which is up the road for me here. Um, and then in Akron as well, but yeah, that, that it's really, is it four or five? I don't know. Honestly, I can't remember off the top the exact number, but, but not a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And what is the reception been like locally for frenzy? Cause uh, the, the full EP hasn't been out for, for too long. No. So the full EP hasn't been out uh, very long at all. I think we really only played the one show with the, when we had done is done the, the single out. Mm -hmm. um, so actually in a week about a week and a half when we played our first show i believe with the the full ep out um the reception's been great honestly you know I, I really um really love the scene we have here in cleveland just because everyone is so supportive of hardcore bands new and old you know it doesn't matter if it's your first show or your you know 100 show um people come out people throw down doesn't matter if it's a, a friday night or a tuesday night um it's been really good you know it's, it's been a lot of fun and um you know, really appreciate everyone, you know, kind of showing some love and, and coming out for us. And uh, being on the band camp, listening to the music, I, I noticed that you guys don't have the lyrics up. Is that for a specific reason or are you guys going to get to that eventually? So here's the thing with the whole band camp situation. We kind of, um, we kind of missed the mark with, with some of the distribution stuff. We're getting it on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. There was a little bit of a, 
miscommunication more or less with the the distro company that we were using mm -hmm. um so when it didn't get when we had a release date in mind and the single didn't go up you know putting it on Bandcamp was was more or less like oh crap you know we posted about this coming out today let's get this up now um throw it on Bandcamp real quick and then you know you're kind of waiting in the dark to see if the, the ep is going to come out the day that, that you have set and then that doesn't happen so we throw it up there um so it was we kind of just pieced it together, threw it threw it on just so we could have it out for people to listen to. It will be on Spotify and everything soon, I hope. Still working on all that. But that's a good point. I honestly didn't even think about the the lyrics being up there. That's something that we should definitely add here soon. I, I may do that once we hop off here. <laughs> for sure. I, I'm sure uh, a lot of people would appreciate that. And yeah, I I, I, I check every now and then to, to see if it's hit Spotify. Because uh, I'm... And, I've like, you know, I was checked your uh, link tree in, in your bio and I was like, am I crazy or, or is it just not up? But, uh, but uh, you know, finally having you here and hearing that it's not up yet. Okay. It's like, all right, cool. I, I, cause sometimes you know, new shit will pop up and it's just hard to find, right? Cause it, it hasn't been, you know, uh, you know, searched and found and it's just uh, not common yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I'm not going crazy and that it's not up yet. Well, and that's the other thing that we, we slowly discovered that there are a lot of frenzy artist pages on uh, on Spotify. So we'll have to we'll definitely be dropping the link and, and shouting it from the rooftops once it's finally out because it's, uh, you know, been a little bit of a process. And, and definitely, you know, I, I think people prefer to have it on, on Spotify and their, their actual streaming platforms over Bandcamp, which don't get me wrong. Bandcamp's great. Um, you know, I, I've used it for pretty much every band that I've been in. Um, but you know, it, it's easier when you can just throw it on your Spotify playlist or throw it into the queue, that kind of thing. Hundred percent, yeah. Like, I don't mind Bandcamp. Like I said, like I, I go there uh, you know, mainly these days to listen to Frenzy. But uh, it, it, I don't know if it's a bad thing or whatever. But I, yeah, having Spotify, Apple Music, uh, just makes things so much easier. Right, and, and yeah, it puts everything all in one place too. You know. Again, it, you know, it comes down to the, you know, like you said, like I said, putting it on your, you know, whatever your, your playlist is while you're driving the car or, or however you, you know, listen to music. If you're more of an album listener, playlist, single song, whatever. Um, it's all about accessibility, right? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, truth be told when I was, uh, cause I, I do a monthly playlist, uh, called hardcore caviar and you guys were at the uh, you know top of my list of bands that i for sure wanted on it uh, sadly that didn't happen uh, but for sure uh, for the may edition hopefully trial by fire is on spotify by then if it is i'll put the whole ep on the playlist to, to help pump it up because like i said I, I i believe in the music when, when i listen to it i'm just like i don't know who these people are but the music's fucking awesome thanks man i appreciate it really do yeah, yeah. I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll make sure that happens. Um, but I want to talk about the record. Uh, you know, I was in Philly uh, a couple weekends ago for a Hardcore Pride weekend, and we were at um, Bonk's Bar, uh, and because uh, Pain Clinic, Gridiron were playing, and after the show, I ran into Ridge, and I, and I, I, I stopped him. I was like, yo, uh, and he was working, so uh, you know he was kind enough to to talk to me for a quick second. But I was just like, "Yo," I was like, "You did the artwork for uh, that band Frenzy," and he looked at me. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I, I did," and I was like, "Shit, it's fucking awesome." I was like, "Thank you for doing that." Like, I love it. Like, and he was he, he was stoked that uh, that I liked the art, and I even said anything about it. But yeah, love his artwork. So I, I was uh, you know happy to be able to you know be able to compliment him on that because I, I I think it's sick. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I mean, Rich, I, I mean, crushed that. 
knocked it out of the park. Couldn't be, you know, all of us when we first saw it, we're like, yes, that that's that's it. That's perfect. Um, really happy that we got to work with him. Um, Nick Barker, actually, he's the one that, that put us in contact. He plays drums with uh, Will Bridge and, and Pina True then in mm-hmm. Life's Question over there. Um, he actually was the one that, that mixed and mastered all of it, too. Um, but we've all been friends with Nick for a while. He started playing with them and then basically put us in contact with Ridge. And, and yeah, I mean, he, like I said, absolutely crushed the art. You know, we'll, we'll be using that, the loco and all that stuff for a while, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I was curious what your relationship was with life well, life's question because if I'm being honest, I didn't even know. Uh, like, I don't know Nick personally, um, and, and it's no diss, but I didn't know that he uh, you know recorded music. So when when I saw the name, looked it up, and he he was like the common thread between us. I was like, yeah, is that does he do that? Because he he doesn't even post about it on, on his so- social media. So I was just really confused. But I, I am curious, uh, how are you guys uh, connected to him? Yeah, so Nick's actually uh, Nick's actually a Cleveland guy. Um, he's from out our way. Um, I've known Nick for a long time. One of my best friends. Same with Tony and Tim and all those guys. He's been friends with all of us for a long time. Nick actually the uh, the first band that I was I mentioned earlier that I played with in you know when I was way younger. Nick actually played drums in that band. Okay. Um, so I've been playing music with Nick for a while. Same with Tony. Same with Tim. Um, I think even Peter. He's filled in with bands with Peter and stuff before, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then he, through mutual friends and, and just through kind of the, you know, hardcore scene ended up linking up with, um, Ridge and those guys in life's question was filling in for them for a while, um, ended up being full time with them and then painted truth too. Um, and that's kind of how we got to, like I said, no Ridge and everything. So that's kind of the, the, the commonality or the, the missing link there. But yeah, he, he does, um, he does some production work, uh, you know, engineering, stuff like that. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't post about it that much, which I wish he did more because, man, he's, he's so good. Um, you know, even with him, again, can't be ha- couldn't be happier with how everything turned out. Um, and it was really fun getting to work with not only a homie, but, you know, recording vocals with someone. You know, the person recording me is someone I've recorded vocals with before mm-hmm. um, and, you know, played music with. It always just makes it easier when, you know, you're just kind of in a room with a bunch of friends and, and really just you know, hammering this stuff out, um, which I think was really, I don't want to see unique to, to this process. Cause you know, we've, I've definitely experienced that in the past. Um, but you know, it, it's not always like that. You know, sometimes you're, you have a, a hired gun or, or whoever that that's coming in to, to record you. Um, it's, like I said, it's just really, it's a lot more fun when it's, when it's all just homies kind of, kind of doing it all together and, and making it happen. Yeah. I, I can imagine there's like a, like a, a certain level of comfortability that, you know, you wouldn't get if it was just somebody you didn't know. Because um, I've recorded music like two times in my life. <laughs> the first time, uh, I had no idea, right? I, I'm like hanging out. It's a random day. My bandmates call me like, hey, you got to uh, come to this guy's house. Like, we're recording our EP today. I'm like, what the? What? Oh, we're recording our EP. <laughs> so I go and I don't know who's recording us. It, it, it was, you know, it was very unorganized. We were like young teenagers back then. So I, I roll up to this house, my whole band's there, and then the guy who's recording us walks out, and he, he walks up to me, he's like, hey, do you remember me? I'm like, uh, no, I'm sorry, I don't. He's like, oh, you wanted to beat me up like when we were younger, and I'm like, oh, great, this is awkward, because I, 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 I didn't even remember that. Um, so, uh, so on top of me recording vocals for the first time with some random dude who just asked me if I remember wanting to beat him, like, you know, me wanting to beat him up like when we were younger, this is like super strange, so... That was awkward. Didn't enjoy that process. 
Uh, and then the second time I was in like a, a pop punk band and we, I, I had to record, uh, you know, with my synthesizer with some random, uh, guy across town who once again did not know. He didn't even understand our, like what kind of like, you know, band we were trying to sound like. So he was right. just so confused and me trying to explain to him, I'm like, we're just a four year strong ripoff. Like listen to four year strong and maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll get like a better understanding. Uh, he didn't get it. And, the recording sucked. I don't think we ever released that um, either. Luckily, the, the the band broke up. We we should have never even been a band. But yeah, it was it, terrible. So I, I can totally understand how how much more fun and better of an environment it would be with your friends, people you actually know, and people that know you. Right. You know, it's funny. As soon as you said synth, I was going to ask if it was like a, a four year strong vibe kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I, that's like the quintessential, like, you know, pop punk band with synth. I mean, a lot of bands were doing it back then, but four year strong was like the one that, uh, you know, really outlasted everybody still rocking the synth and the, you know, easy core, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. It, but once again, just like every other band, they got rid of the synth player. And I was just like, they could have, yeah. uh, they could have kept him. Could have kept him around. Yeah. Cause I, I, I was back then when I was younger, I was just like, just a fan. And then I remember seeing them and I'm like, Oh wait, there's their one member short come to find out he's not even in the band anymore and the, the the music was still good after he left or however they split i don't even know uh still enjoyed their music uh but they're just one of those bands they don't even come around that that much anymore uh, I, th I think the last time i saw them they did like two nights uh out here at uh in anaheim down the road at, at chain reaction which was cool um was I, it like the tenure tour for i'm trying to remember because I know they did the Enemy of the World 10-year tour. Because um, um, that was the last time I saw them, which was like around a year ago, maybe a little less. I want to say, was it the 10-year tour? Maybe. Because I'm trying to remember, because uh, back then, I, I worked for uh, this company, and we printed their merch. And I do remember that, cool. that that 10-year merch. Um, but yeah, but but even seeing them like you know a couple years ago, I, I thought it was still fun. I still enjoy their music. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're still they're still a great live band. I also love how we've just gone down a <laughs> four year strong tangent now. That yeah. rules. Yeah. Um, but well, th th that kind of music, uh, it, it just like knowing uh, or n figuring out that those dudes are like hardcore dudes. I was like, oh, that that's right. that's so cool because uh, you know the even to this day, the, people still you know dunk on uh, you know pop punk. They they look at it a certain way, but I still like that music. I don't care. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's still cool. There are still good bands doing it. Not as many as uh, there once was. It's kind of funny, you know, even especially in Cleveland, I feel like you really saw, um, at least for us, like with even within like the local scene, like five, ten years ago, Cleveland is a very like, there are more pop punk bands than you can count. It was just super mm -hmm. saturated with, with, you know, pop punk bands. There was new bands popping up left and right, opening for you know, shows at Mahal's or at, at Foundry, whatever it was, whatever venue, even at DIY shows and stuff like that. And now it's like a complete shift. Like I could probably count on one hand, you know, the pop punk bands that are even in the area that I could think of now. Mm -hmm. And now it's it's all this just huge wave of hardcore bands that have come through and which is sick. You know, honestly, it doesn't really matter to me what, what kind of genre it is as long as we have a, you know, a thriving scene here one way or another. Um, but, you know, it, you kind of saw that ship real time, I feel like, all over the place. Like, you know, pop punk kind of got phased out a little bit. 
there are still some bands that have stuck around. You know, you have your Wonder Years, Four Years Strong still still play out and stuff like that. Um, but way more just like hardcore bands. Festivals are, you know, full of, of hardcore bands now. Um, more and more just popping up left and right. And I don't know. I think it's kind of cool just to watch that sort of happen in real time, both locally and, and nationally. Even. Yeah. As I've gotten older, um, my taste for pop punk is like, you know, like I, I I don't know if it's like stayed the same or if I'm like way more picky these days, um, but I don't uh, like I I still will get a little a little curious and see what's out there, um, but these days like newer bands like uh, No Pressure just top tier they're they're so good. Oh, yeah, I uh, mean, dude, no no pressure. Pat Kennedy, mm-hmm. he's the uh, the guitar, guitar player. No yeah. another another Cleveland guy. Pat's an awesome dude. Um, Got to give, got to give Pat the little shout out. We used to play with uh, my old band Deadfall. I actually used to play with Light Years every once in a while, which is his like main, mm-hmm. you know, pop punk project from out here. Um, the way I love No Pressure, great band. Yeah, they're they're fun live. They're they're about to go on a sick tour with Illusion and Fleshwater. So uh, I'm definitely stoked to see that. Um, but out here, my friends play in a pop punk band uh, called Stateside. And they sent me, I don't know if they sent me the, the final mixes for their new EP, but they sent me their, their new EP and, uh, and I enjoyed their, their demo. Uh, in my opinion, the, the, the music was good. Uh, the vocals could have used a little work, uh, shout out to, to Lemus because when I heard the, the, the EP that they sent me, like I said, I'm not sure if these are the final mixes or not, but I was blown away at how much better he sounds uh on this new record and i can't wait for everybody to hear it because i think as, as long as they play their cards right they they could uh, do some pretty awesome things with this record because it's it, it sounds so good really refreshing too for for that style which is surprising because i've been listening to it for so long and like a lot of newer bands i just don't really care about it because it, it's just you know just a lot of weird it's boring but when i hear the new state side it's fucking awesome Oh yeah, that sounds. Do they? So they have a they have a demo because that sounds oddly familiar. I don't know if I've seen them like pop up on Twitter or something. Like my maybe or something. Probably they're on tour right now. Like okay. when I was in Philly, uh, uh, like two weekends ago, uh, and, and this wasn't planned. Uh, their tour was hitting Philly um, uh, the night before I flew home. So we linked up, uh, and the show was <laughs> the, the the show was so weird because. Um, you know, if a touring band is coming through your city, uh, you're going to uh, want to stay in support uh, to show them that you have a good scene and uh, make them want to come back. Uh, hopefully they'll tell all their friends and uh, maybe more people want, want to tour through. But that night, holy shit, the like the, the, the it was like the first couple of bands, they basically uh, brought like 99% of the room and they played and everybody immediately left and i was looking around i'm like dude that's so fucked up like oh, no way that yeah, sucks yeah and i was just like i was like like i i get it like you probably have never heard of uh stateside you probably never heard of jockey whatever but still like don't don't you want to you know support your local scene uh, or even just support your friend that booked the show so to to see everybody just leave i was like wow that's really fucked up like I would never want to uh, have anything to do with the, those bands because because I, I I just don't think that's right. I, I I think that's like a really big dick move to to just 
up and leave and just uh, you know not even stick around. Well, right, yeah, and I mean that's like what your your local support bands are there to bring the crowd for the you know obviously they're playing a show too, you know people are there mm-hmm. to see them, but you know the the whole idea behind having local support is. You know they bring they bring people out so that the uh, you know the touring band has someone to watch and that's honestly that's why I love like a local sandwich. Um, see that a lot in like Cleveland hardcore and DIY. I mean you pretty see it everywhere, but mm-hmm. um, you know you put the touring band in the middle. That way you know you get the draw from the first band. Those people usually linger around for the second band, and then you get the the last. The, you know the local head, ends up headlining basically. So ideally the touring band gets the biggest crowd, even if people are you know fucking dicks and leave midway i mean dude i I feel like even i mean again people for for these shows people stick around pretty well like Mm -hmm. out here for the most part which is sick um but i mean even you know i I was playing in other bands and stuff like i I feel like you tell your friends like yo stick around this band is sick if you like us you'll like this band like come stay discover a new band you know that's that's why you're here to listen to music why wouldn't you want to find a a new band that you may like i don't know that that's always been weird to me yeah and for me like it just reminds me of how delusional i am to think that so many people are in the loop because you know when i like uh when i used to book shows right i i recently retired uh when i used to book shows uh you know i i would uh you know book these bands and like they're all my friends so i uh i I, I already knew that they were they were good. They had potential. They had buzz everywhere else, but they just uh, you know were probably coming to California for the first time, and I was just supr- always surprised at the, at the amount of people that just weren't in tune. I'm just like, like I get it. There's a lot of music to listen to, but if you know there's this local show happening, obviously you're seeing it promoted by uh, your friends uh, that are in these local bands, or maybe you're just a fan of these bands. Like, wouldn't you? Uh, you have like the slightest bit of interest to to look up these bands you probably never heard of, uh, just to see if you might like it, or or even just to stick around. Because there's been so many times where I've gotten to a show early because I've never even heard of you know the bands at the bottom of the bill, and I've always uh, not always, but there's been plenty of times where I was surprised and discovered new music. So it, it's always weird to me when people are just just don't care. Yeah, it doesn't. I, yeah, I'm with you, man. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's half the reason, like. So I, I grew up like probably like 30, 40 minutes outside of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I mean, 60, per, I'd say, you know, 60, maybe more percent of the reason I moved up here was to go to more shows and like, you know, just to, to be a little bit closer to, to everything that's going on. Cause most of the stuff in Cleveland, it's on the West side over here happening in Lakewood and then sort of in the, the surrounding areas there. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's just kind of foreign to me that you'd want to like, like if you're coming, you're paying to see a show. Like why just, why just show up for the, you know, the one band's 25, 30 minutes and, and then bounce. Like you, know, you really got something more fun to do than, than check out a new band. And you know, if you don't like them, you don't like them. It's not the end of the world, but mm-hmm. you know, what's the risk? <laughs> just, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And, and I think back to maybe this is because when I was younger, I, I grew up in a scene where we were constantly struggling, right? Like uh, my buddy Steve Kippel was constantly having to, you know, pay bands out of pocket just to hit oh. guarantees just so people would want to come back, right? Because you don't want to be that right. scene or that promoter that can't pay bands because uh, that's never a good look. But 
we would struggle to, to, to get shows while things were active out there. So uh, nine times out of 10, we were having to drive hour and a half, two hours, three hours just to get to a show. So I, I felt growing up where uh, it, it wasn't um, readily available. It made us appreciate it more. Uh, and I haven't even thought, thought about this in a long time, but a big reason to move to Orange County, uh, you know, one was to be closer to Disneyland, but also uh, being out here brought us a lot closer to shows, right? Uh, right? We could drive 30 minutes in any direction, get to a sick show versus having to drive, um, you know, an hour and a half to three hours just to get to, to, to the show. And that's one way. So um, I'm not sure. Maybe that's why I appreciate it and you know don't take it for granted like people do but i don't know it, it's just strange to me and, and, it, and it bummed me out too because you know i i was there in philly right i i didn't travel for the pop punk show but it was you know happening and i just happened to be there so i went out i actually paid and just to see everybody leave i was like this is fucking strange because i'd never seen that before to to go to like to, to to travel out and then go to a show and then see everybody just leave i was like this is so weird yeah, that's weird in Philly too, because I feel like, I mean, so I've never even played in Philly. Um, okay, maybe I, I, I like they have a strong scene. Let me clarify: it, it wasn't Philly proper. It was like I, I think it was, the city was called like Media or something. I'm and I'm not the best, um, uh, so it, it wasn't like in the city. We were like we're like in a suburb somewhere. Yeah, but still, yeah. you know, in the area. And I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that, I, like I said, I've never played Philly. Mm-hmm. I. I um, you know, this is no no shade on them or anything. Um, you know, I like Philly, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel like they've they've always had a pretty strong scene, even for for locals. I mean, shit, dude. I mean, half the bands I, I feel like coming out now and and I mean, forever, dude. It's like you had like Chicago, you had Philly, um, and you know California were like kind of the hubs for for music and, and stuff like that. And then obviously like New York and, and that too, but. You know, sort of like that northeast area of, of New York and Philly, Chicago, and like the Midwest, and then fucking the West Coast. Um, so it's kind of surprising to hear, but yeah, I I, hopefully it was just like a one-off thing. Hopefully, or or, or maybe the because it, it it wasn't a hardcore show, right? So so maybe right. the 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 pop punk scene is just a little different out there. Yeah, like I said, man. I mean, I'm sure you see it. Like I said, that shift of like. You know, maybe it was just their homies coming out to support, you know, the, as far as local bands go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't even really like live music. They're just like, oh, yeah, man, I'll buy a ticket, come out, have a couple beers. And then, you know, OK, I'm going to bounce. Um, but, you know, and I mean, people have stuff going on, too. You know, you can't, I don't always like to, you know, fault people for, for leaving shows early or not hanging around, that kind of thing. Especially, you know, and I don't know what day the show happened or whatever. But, you know, especially we've played a couple like, you know, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I can't get it. You gotta be up at six thirty in the morning. You know, I, I don't blame you for not seeing out a show until 10, 30, 11, 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, I, I just um, I, I'm just happy that the touring band still had a good time because they right. they supported each other. Uh, but I have all the faith in Stateside. Uh, just uh, you know, first tour, people aren't familiar, but new EP comes out. I don't even know the name of it. They will know the name Stateside from California. I'll check them out for sure. Yeah, they're they're super sick. I'm not sure if their tour passed through Cleveland, um, because uh, I don't even know the whole uh, route that they took. I because I, I, I know they were just in 
St. Louis because like they they're like on like the like tail end of the tour, so they're like coming back home because uh, it's stateside and jockey. Jockey's from Texas, I'm not sure which part, and then stateside's from uh, Southern California. Yeah, they probably would have played. I didn't see anything at Birdhouse, which is like kind of our DIY venue out here. Oh. Um, Let me look up and to see what that. Uh... If they played anywhere, it was probably at Mahal's, and I don't remember. I'm at Mahal's way more often than <laughs> I should be, mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember seeing anything there. Um, um, let me see. Like I said, you said, and I mean, maybe I'm just thinking of like Stateside's like one of my favorite knuckleball songs. <laughs> okay. So maybe that's what's what's making it ring a bell in my head. But like I said, it just sounded it sounded familiar when you said it. Yeah, I'm looking at the tour flyer right now. And it looks like they didn't uh, pass through o- Ohio. No Ohio. No. Next time, next tour. Next time. Yeah, I'll I'll get in contact with you. Frenzy and Stateside. Hey man, I'm I'm down with a I'm down with a mixed goal show within reason for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I I I I like mixed bills, but yeah, no, I you, I like that you add within reason because yeah, because I've been to some mixed bill shows where I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, this is this is a little too mixed. There's a little too many. There's one too many genres here. Let's exactly. let's dial it back a little bit. You got to at least be in like you got to be in the same universe. There, you got to at least have you know some sort of some kind of overlap <laughs> at least a, at least a little bit yeah but i um out here that they'll do like the rap show then they'll throw on like drain drain did some shows with like this group called city morgue which i thought was pretty cool yeah. and that's not uh, uh you know too wild of a thing to think about out here because that you know it's happened a lot over the years yeah and i mean there's definitely some I think with rap and hip hop, there is definitely some overlay with hardcore, especially now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of look at like, I mean, it's not apples to apples, but like, you know, we already kind of saw that happen with like new metal. Um, and, you know, there, there are definitely certain elements that, that work and, and there are definitely heavier rappers too. So it does work sometimes, but like when you got like the acoustic act opening up the like all hardcore show, it's kind of like, oh man, you almost, you almost feel bad. <laughs> Dude, the worst is spoken word. You tell me there's someone doing spoken word. I'm going home. Yeah, I can't do the spoken word stuff, man. It's it's cool, you know. I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, it's it's fine. Like I, to each their own. You know what I mean? Like I'm a I'm a big you know let let people enjoy what they enjoy kind of thing. But yeah, not uh, not my vibe at all. And honestly, if I'm going to a hardcore show, for the most part, I'm like I'm there to be a hardcore show kind of thing. Um, like I said, mixed bill within a reason. Yeah, because the just the vibe is so crazy. And um, like I've told the story before, but I like one one night I was at a hockey game, and then we drove to Chain Reaction to to see Touche. Um, but uh, the, there was like a couple of bands before Touche, so we got in. There was like this acoustic set happening, and I was just in an arena full of people screaming and yelling because the Ducks won. And then we get to this venue full of people, and it's so chill the vibes are not there and i and i legit felt like i was going crazy because i still had all this energy from the hockey game i like didn't know what to do so i had to like step outside the venue because this was i was like this is just too weird yeah so like jarring you go from an environment like that to like just you know you can almost hear a pin drop kind of sort of yeah I, i know what you mean it's definitely like it's weird it's like going in like a like a uh, sensory deprivation tank almost after being like overstimulated for two or three hours. I've never done one of those. 
I haven't either, but I imagine oh. that's kind of what it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it's I, like I, some weirdo, like Aaron Rodgers do it. I don't know if you're like a football guy at all, but like Aaron Rodgers doing like the dark cabin in the woods for three days where he basically sat in the dark for 72 hours. No, I, nothing. I, I, I couldn't do that. No, no. Yeah. I, I'd be, there's too much going on in the world. I'd be so curious. Right. 72 hours in the woods in the in the woods in the dark too in the dark. like 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 blackout oh he had like blackout curtains or something or was he like an yeah animal? okay because that was like you know, it's like weird rich people shit yeah it, it, it gets a little weird rich people i yeah they they, they get a little strange yep um but I, but I do like football. But football always bums me out because I, I get so excited for every new season. I, I, I root for the 49ers. Um, oh, no. And then, <laughs> you know, shit always happens. We can never get a stable quarterback. Or then we get so far and it's just so disappointing. And, and, and you know, obviously, it, I it, I guess that's part of the fun ride uh, to, to go on that wild ride. Um, uh, but it's you know just heartbreaking because you, you always want to win uh so when you you get as far as they did last season and just to see them lose it 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 sucks but just like you know every season i just you know we just got to press on look forward to next season and hope for the best because it's been a while since we uh you know got well, a super I mean, the Bowl. 49ers have had a, had a lot of success too. yeah we're not the I worst mean, it's team it's been a minute right yeah. I, I do have, have some unfortunate news for you maybe not unfortunate i don't know how like crazy into what you are but i'm actually like a i might live in cleveland but i'm actually a diehard eagles fan oh interesting <laughs> that wait okay so sorry about that <laughs> um are, are, is it just because you're ashamed of your local team or how, how do you end up an eagles fan so honestly it works out great because honestly i, I probably wouldn't really want to read for the browns now okay anyway no 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 hate to any browns fans out here because i catch a lot of shit for this okay i've been an eagles fan since probably since I started watching football, which was like, this was when like, you know, early two thousands, McNabb, Westbrook, Brian Dawkins, you know, they got TO. Um, I fell in love with that team um, just from a real early age. And I mean, dude, the Browns sucked. So like as a kid, you're like, I, why do I want to watch this? Yeah. You don't want to be a loser. They got cool colors and all that. So you're like, all right, like this team's, you know, they're fun. They, they got a cool quarterback and all that. Um, and yeah, I stuck with it ever since. And I mean, it's worked out pretty well for me because, you know, the Eagles have been pretty damn good for most of my lifetimes. There's been some, you know, shit show seasons with like Carson Wentz and all that garbage. Um, but yeah, I, it just kind of stuck. And then they were good forever. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been cool. But as soon as you said you were a 49ers fan, I kind of felt bad because that, that game was, uh, it was unfortunate the way, the way it played out. I would have liked to have seen it, you know, kind of go the distance. Um, you know, with everybody at full strength, but mm -hmm. once uh, Brock fucked up his elbow, it was kind of a a lost cause. Yeah, but I we ended up losing anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, when Purdy hurt his elbow, I was like, "There's no way, there's no fucking way this is happening right now." And then I was just like, "It's over." Like at that point, I I was like pretty upset. I was like, "Okay, maybe he'll come back." And then it just you know, kept going downhill, and I was just like, "All right, I'm just gonna watch it. This is not gonna be fun, but at least we got this far." Because there's been times where, where you know we don't even make it to the playoffs, right? To my it wasn't even, and I mean, it wasn't even that Purdy hurt his elbow. It's yeah. like Purdy hurt his elbow, then uh, John Johnson comes in, 
and three plays later he gets a concussion. It's like, oh. Yeah, Shit. so it's like Christian, we're, is Christian McCaffrey playing quarterback now? Like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> this is, yeah, it was a, a, a bummer, but uh, you know, it's, it's just a part of it, right? Because, uh, and you know, from me living in Southern California, people always wonder, like, oh, how did you end up a 49ers fan? Uh, my uh, cousin, he's a year older than me, shout out to my cousin Alfie. Um, he's like an older brother. He, he's my cousin, but he's like an older brother. Um, so I always just liked what he liked when I was younger because uh, I, I thought he was so cool. So when he yeah. got into to football, he was, um, you know, this was like the Steve Young era, Jerry Rice. So it, it was a good time because I was like, oh, this is this is a cool team. Like, they're so good. Um, so just been following it, uh, um, you know, since then. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, the 49ers are fun, too. You know, it's only recently become like a weird, like, sort of, I mean, really wasn't even a thing until like this year that it became like a weird the Eagles just form all these weird rivalries in the playoffs, for whatever reason, like the mm-hmm. Vikings are one, the Saints are another one where it's like, I hate the Saints. I don't know why they're just, they just rub me the wrong way. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. 49ers yeah. are going to be good for a while, too. I think Brock might actually be, uh, be pretty decent. So we'll see. Yeah. We had to say goodbye to Garoppolo. He's gone. Yep. Now he's just fucking hanging out at brothels in, in Vegas. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but rivalries, I, I I hope one day we can uh, beat Kansas City. Losing to them uh, years ago was a bummer. Um, and then anytime the 49ers play the Seahawks, because I, I, I have this buddy who, who lives up there. Uh, his, his name is Chad. And... He's always really annoying when it comes to uh, the 49ers playing the the Seahawks. So whenever the 49ers beat them, I, I always sleep a little better at night knowing that my friend Chad is uh, somewhere uh, probably crying and really sad <laughs> that, that they lost. So uh, that's something that I get a little extra enjoyment out of. You're right. Hey, we both got mutual hate for the Cowboys. So, I mean, that works, right? Oh, uh, yo, I'm... You know, I'm at home visiting my, my parents. I'm watching, uh, you know, uh, football. My, my dad walks in. He's just like, you like football? And I'm just like, you? I'm like, yeah, what do, what do you know about football? Shows me his Cowboys jersey. Oh, and I'm no. like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, uh, I was like, we're, we're not cool anymore. Go away. Told him to dust off the, the VHS tapes from when uh, the Cowboys were last good. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a weird team. Not a fan. Okay. Uh, do you follow any other major sports? Uh, football is definitely like I'm obsessed with football. Okay. Um, you know, I, I do the fantasy leagues. I bet on football probably more frequently than I should. Um, I do follow baseball. That's probably my my number two sport. Mm-hmm. Um, Guardians are my number one team. Really, the the only Philly team that I'm like obsessed with the Eagles it just work out that way mm-hmm. I still get kind of lumped in with like the Guardians and the or not the Guardians the Phillies and the Sixers too just because like the you know you follow enough Philly media you kind of get lumped into it so those are kind of my number twos but I really like baseball um, and honestly like just going to baseball games even it's just a, I don't know for me it's like sitting outside drinking some beers and, and just watching dudes hit balls far <laughs> is fun basketball's cool too um, the Cavs are fun what about you? I know you mentioned hockey. You're you're a big hockey guy. No, I'm I'm a casual hockey fan. So, gotcha. Yeah, just because it, it's um like growing up, 
uh, out in, in the Palm Springs area, we, we didn't really have any like um, national teams. Uh, so it wasn't until I moved here to Orange County uh, where we have uh, the Anaheim Ducks and then the Angels are right down the road. Uh, but who knows for how much longer uh, there's like weird drama going on. There's always been weird drama with, with that team out here. Um, so I just like to support the local team. So when it comes to hockey, um, the Ducks uh, or whoever for in baseball, I just uh, I like the Angels, but I'm not super into baseball. Like going to games are, are, are fun. Like I would way rather go watch it in person than watch it on TV. Yeah, I really for baseball. I'm pretty much only it's either on just because I want you know oh it's on like I'm doing something I'll throw it on in the background kind of thing. Um, unless it's like playoff baseball, you know if, if the guards are, are you know in, like even you know this was just the past year they made it uh, pretty far in the playoffs. So I was watching a lot of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not as much fun to watch on TV. It's not really a, a great sport for for TV watching unless it's like you know in the if you're like in the thick of the season, especially like right now. It's like we're we're five games in. You know, this game ultimately means that they play 162 of them. I'll watch the next one. <laughs> yeah, and the game is I just like being outside too. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think maybe that's one reason why I, I don't get too attached either because they do play so many games, which is crazy. But there's a former UFC heavyweight champion from your area. Uh, oh, okay. So you're you're familiar. I'm 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 happy that. Uh, you, you know who he is because he's uh, arguably uh, the greatest heavyweight of all time. Yeah, Stipe's cool. I'm not – I was way more into UFC a, a little while ago. I mm-hmm. still – you know, if it's on, like if, you know, my buddy's having a, you know, getting it on pay-per-view or whatever and, and watching the fight, you know, I'll go over there and watch it. Um, but, yeah, Stipe's cool, you know, local legend and all that, um, which is cool. It's always sick when someone from Cleveland, like, does something sick because, you know, I mean, let's be honest the whole state of Ohio gets fucking dunked on left and right. Um, so that, that was always cool to, to kind of have a dude like actually put on for, for Cleveland for once. Other than, you know, LeBron does a little bit, but you know, he left, went to Miami, then he came back. Now he's in LA. So it's kind of like, yeah, you're, you're that kid from Akron, but it's like, mm. you left twice. <laughs> yeah. It would have been way more legendary if he just stayed. Because I, I feel like the loyalty, I to to, okay, to, to 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 be so loyal to your city, I, I feel like that that's so awesome. And no, it is obviously Le- LeBron uh, really good at what he does. But uh, I, I always just thought it was strange for him to have yeah, you know traveled and turned. I say turned his back on uh, his, his city, but whatever. I mean, he got us the first championship in God knows how many years. Um, and you know, you could see it coming from a mile away that he was going to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once he got the championship here and kind of got like that monkey off his back a little bit, um, you know, it was like, okay, like, let's see how many more I can win here on this contract and then bounce and then, you know, the fucking Warriors pop up. And I mean, honestly, dude, I think he would have, he could have won four championships here in Cleveland if, you know, the Warriors didn't just come up as what they are and, and completely rewrite the, the game of basketball, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, they were just, demolishing the east and then even you know most of the western conference teams really didn't size up well against the Cavs, and then golden state <laughs> and then they got kd and it was uh you know all downhill from there for a while but we got the one it was fun i got to watch everyone go batshit crazy in cleveland i was actually just before i lived um in cleveland i was still going to school down to kent um but me and my buddy drove up 
you know, basically as soon as the game ended, we ran out of our friend's apartment and like hop a fence and just bolted as fast as we can to, to East Fort to get down there and just see the madness. I mean, people are hanging out of buses. We're sitting in traffic for so long that we end up just like sitting on top of this car, like bumping music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to see like an actual championship kind of happen in the city. Um, would definitely have liked to see the, the, well, at that point, the Indians, now the Guardians, pulled off the same year, too, because they were so damn close. And that would have been cooler because, like I said, I'm, I'm more of a baseball guy than mm-hmm. I am basketball just in terms of, like, my rooting interest. But, you know, like I said, LeBron was going to leave. We all knew it was going to happen. It didn't, didn't sting so bad the second time because at least we got the, the chip out of it. Yeah. Uh, there's this video game called uh, Multiversus. I, I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's like a... It's like a Super Smash Brothers clone. That's like the oh, you know what? I've seen like gameplay videos of it. I know what you're talking about. Okay, uh, super. Uh, I guess not not too weird because of uh, Space Jam or whatever. But LeBron is like a a, a playable character, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and <laughs> it, weird uh, fighting style, uh, but I, I just thought it was really interesting to to, to put someone uh, to put an athlete in a video game like that because uh, right. these days I, I can't even think of anything that's happened like that so it's his character legendary oh yeah uh but we can't speak about famous people athletes without mentioning logan paul and jake paul both of them (laughs) right up the road too man fuck jake paul i hate jake paul but i but i i I love logan paul i mean honestly they're both kind of i honestly don't know which one's which which one is the one that was just on wrestlemania that's logan paul that's Logan Paul. Yeah. Okay. And Jake Paul's the the fucko boxer that. Yes. The, which one scammed a bunch of people out of crypto? Uh, they both did. <laughs> okay, they both did. Yeah. I mean, dude, they both fucking suck. Let's be honest, man. I mean, look, I seeing, I got to admit, like watching. I, I'm not a huge like pro wrestling guy. Okay. Um, my my one buddy has recently got me into that, and oddly enough, NASCAR. I don't know why. Don't ask. It's something about watching cars turn left it's fun okay um but i was watching that what was that friday night and and, you know it was pretty crazy to be like see a dude who's what done professional wrestling two three times just jump off the top rope like that like no questions asked like it, it was pretty crazy to see him do that um but yeah, honestly, fuck them. They both give Cleveland a bad name. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, Jake does it worse. I I I I've always uh, tried to uh, you know like Jake, but he's always he just seems so slimy compared to his brother. His brother's not perfect. Uh, obviously, done uh, you know some uh, questionable things in his past. Uh, and obviously uh, his whole recent scandal with crypto zoo and all that, uh, trust me, I, I'm well aware for people who, uh, are, you know, are, aren't sure of my, uh, you know, knowledge of Logan Paul. <laughs> I, I, I've been following him closely for, for years. We go way back to when he lived on Hollywood and vine. Um, so it, it, it's crazy, but, um, also, uh, uh you used to watch Robin big, of course. Okay. Uh, his, his his cousin, also from Ohio, R- R- Rob's cousin, drama. Oh, oh yeah. 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 How did I forget <laughs> about that, man? Yeah. They're, like I said, we, we got some, but that's the thing, though. Like, a lot of those people don't, like, Stipe, again, Stipe, LeBron, they claim Ohio. Okay. Like, you know, drama, I don't know. I don't ever remember him. Like, you know, I, now that you mention it, like, I remember that he's from here, but. I, I don't ever remember him like claiming Ohio and even the Paul brothers, you know, they do their whole 
Which one's the one that? See, this is what I'm saying. I lump them. In, I like lump them in as like one person, unfortunately. That's fine. Um, just because, dude. People from Cleveland do not claim it. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> like we're like, nah, man. Like don't don't. First of all, you're you're from like what is it? Fucking like Westlake or something, which sucks because that's like 20 minutes down the road from me. Um, but you know they did the whole like I came up from nothing. It's like, dude, no. Drive through Westlake. Like there's. Okay. Those those houses are nice, man. You you didn't come up for nothing, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Not a fan of the Paul brothers. You know, like so. I forgot to let the train thought went there. I don't know. I lost it. Sorry. It's, it's all good. Okay, last famous person from Ohio, the producer of the Joe Rogan Experience, Young Jamie. He's really? from yeah. He's from Ohio. I did not know that. Yeah, that's all I know. He, uh, I, I, I don't know too much about him, but whenever they talk about Ohio, he, he gets very proud. So uh, I always find that interesting and cool because I am very proud to be living here in Orange County. I'm always trying to put on for Orange County, always trying to support the the local bands. Uh, you know, any interest that I have, if, if there's anything tied to Orange County, I, I'm always have this weird bias to to want to root for it so put on for it a little bit yeah, yeah. and i i feel oh. like more people should be proud of where they're from you know yeah no i'm with you on that i mean I, that's why you know like i said people don't people don't fuck with ohio like you know like i said it's it's the butt of a lot of jokes um also mgk is from ohio which is like, oh i forgot about that that guy kind of fucking unfortunate oh he he saved guitar music though so we we owe him a lot Right, he, he saved guitar <laughs> music and also no one's punk rock if they don't wear Doc Martens on stage. That's that whole so, fucking so weird. like dude, fuck you, man. I can't I can't jump up and down with like bricks on my feet. I need I need some arch support. Brother. I forgot about that guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, you know, just to add to the list of people that, you know, aren't aren't great from Ohio. Some people do claim MGK in Ohio. I, I'm not really one of them. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think one thing about like Ohio that's that's really cool, and I'm not even just talking about Cleveland. Like, I'm talking Cleveland, Columbus, Cincy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's such a like, oh, who would want to live in Ohio? Blah blah blah. I feel like, especially in hardcore, we're like, no, fuck you. Like, our our scene is sick. Our bands are sick. We all come out for these shows. Like, you know, we're we're out here, and like that's it. Kind of almost like reads like a, I I hate the whole like Ohio against the world whatever it just gets kind of corny um in my opinion but it does kind of breed that mentality of like yo it's we have this community here and like you know come check it out if you if you want to get down kind of thing Mm -hmm. and going back to how i discovered frenzy uh, do you guys have any kind of relationship with live it down honestly dude when you said that i didn't even realize that he had posted that um i'm trying to think so Again, like I'm kind of like the uh, unfortunately like the less experienced dude. Like outside of like Nick and those dudes, like I don't know a ton of dudes in hardcore outside of I mean really anybody in hardcore outside of like the Cleveland area. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm wondering if if Tony or Tim might, um, or maybe he saw it through Dick or Ridge post and something. I yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, because it's not like he like screenshotted somebody's post. It's like he, it was like his own like like you know it's like he went out of his way to screenshot what was on his phone and then posted it on his story. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's that's cool. I mean, that's I mean again, that's fucking sick. Um, but I don't no, I I don't know. Like I said, I, I think I missed that entirely. Unfortunately, 
Yeah, no, and I don't. Yeah, he didn't tag anybody. He he, he just uh, put, like if I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember correctly. He, he 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 like posted like oh like like newer band from the area or, or something along those lines. And uh, like I said, whenever I, I see anybody posting that, I'm 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 always curious because I I feel like ever since I got into hardcore, I've been on this like endless uh, you know quest to find like the best band or uh, you know like my my ultimate group where I could walk away and be okay but uh haven't found that yet i'm still searching yeah <laughs> yeah but i i don't think i'll never walk away this has uh been such a huge part of my life and it, it, it's something uh awesome to be a part of so it's just uh, really fun for me to still be able to uh, you know find new bands in 2023 uh and you know, still get some sort of enjoyment out of it because uh, listen to the EP and then, you know, my train of thought is like, all right, cool. Like, when can I see them? Like, this is something that, uh, you know, it, it, it always happens like where I'll listen to music and like, that's just the you know next step in the process. Like, all right, cool. Like, I got to see them live, uh, you know, try to get some merch. Uh, and then now it's like, okay, got to try to find a way to get, you know, someone from the band on my podcast. So that's how like my brain is working these days, but, uh, yeah, it's so important to me to just be able to, you know, continue to be caught up with what's going on. Cause, uh, cause I, I always thought it was weird when I, I would have friends who would get to a certain point in hardcore and that's where they would plant their flag. Uh, you know, everything after this sucks. All they'd want to talk about is, uh, the, the golden age of hardcore, the early two thousands, the nineties, whatever, and that that that's fun. Like I'm I'm always down to reminisce and hear about uh, you know cool things from back in the day, but I always would try to uh, remind them and let them know I'm like, hey, like you love this band to death. Here's another band that sounds just like them or very similar that I know for a fact you would like, but they would like you know certain friends would just not care or they just couldn't hear it for some reason, which was always strange to me. But for me, it's always. Uh, been a fun thing for me to be able to continue to you know, discover new music because uh, I, I feel like the talent uh, is, is just always growing and people uh, are you know always surprising that they're still able to create you know, new shit when I think I couldn't hear anything uh, cooler uh, you know I, I always get surprised yeah I think you know to that point you know people definitely like it um, you know you have like your 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 shit that you really fuck with um, you know whether you know whether that's an era, a band, a genre, whatever that is. But especially when you're talking about you know like you said like '90s or 2000s, that kind of thing. You know, music in many ways is so cyclical through genres and stuff. Where you know a lot of stuff that you know was you know popping in the '90s, a lot of that's coming back, and even in early 2000s is popping back. I mean, dude, we're seeing like I know I brought up new metal earlier, but um, you know we're even seeing like new metal like kind of make this like weird resurgence, which I kind of fuck with new metal. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, you're seeing that come back, which is like a genre that I feel like everyone thought was like dead, absolutely dead. It was never going to happen again. You know, you know, it was like the, the butt of jokes and, and whatever. And now you're, you're kind of seeing even like something like that come back. Um, you know, and I feel like that's why it is good, you know, that there are people like you who want to continue to, to discover new stuff. And I'm very much the same way. You know, I'm always happy to if I find a new band like that's that's sick. Like my day is made at that point. Um and yeah, I, I wish more people were like that, but again, you, you know, people are going to like what they want to like. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's, you, you can't really, um, you know, change some folks' opinions on that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I, people 
always got to remind me they're like, like oh you're a lifer right you're you, you you've been here for so long you're you're not going anywhere and i'm like yeah that's true but it, it, it it's just so strange to me that um, people can come into this and uh you know claim it's their life they're so hardcore but then uh you know a couple weeks couple years down the road they're just nowhere to be found i was like this is so strange like like i i wonder what that what's that like to just uh you know throw away this uh thing that you know you claimed was so important to you and just kind of move on right completely just like shift away from it yeah i, I don't know i mean like i said i'm i'm relatively new to all this um but to you know, realistically, like I, I couldn't be happier to be, you know, a part of this community. I'm, I'm very thankful that, you know, I, I kind of found this and, and am now, you know, growing and, and learning in this, you know, in, in the scene and, and just in hardcore in general. Um, Cause it's just really fucking cool, man. It's just really fun. And, and it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't have it in your way at this point. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's really exciting to, to, to be able to, to come into something new and, uh, have that energy to want to learn and uh, you know see what's going on because uh, for me uh, like over the pandemic I got into k-pop like all these like things right here these are all like k-pop albums and I I had no problem uh, you know telling my friends or even the the people that I would like look to f- to just kind of be like pointed in the right direction when, when it came to k-pop because it's like I can't pretend well, I, I could, but I, I'm not the type of person to want to pretend that I know everything. I would much rather put it out there like, hey, I'm here to learn. Please you know, give me some knowledge and I'll figure it out. So uh, for, for me to be able to get into uh, like a new genre of music, um, especially in, in this day and age, right, where it's so easy to go out and uh, look up bands. Uh, we got YouTube. Uh, there's TikTok, which is uh, <laughs> crazy and, and really fun. So for me to, to, to be able to kind of like apply like my mentality from hardcore to to to, to k-pop when, when it uh, you know comes to wanting to discover new music to try to find the type of uh, you know k-pop that i like it, it was fun and uh, crazy for, for me to, to be able to uh, have that experience uh, so late in life so I, I can understand for you to, to to be newer to hardcore and to to have this excitement I, i'm happy for you and, and it's cool for you to to, to be giving back already because a lot of people will come to hardcore um and just participate by going to shows um and buying merch and that's it and, and that's fine right and not everybody's meant to be in a band whatever but but i always think it's cool when people find uh you know their lane and want to contribute uh by starting a band doing a zine a podcast whatever so for, for you to be newer and you know, jump right into doing a, a, a cool band i i think that's really awesome yeah yeah man like i said uh, and you know I, i've been going to shows for a while but you're right you know it is there is that like you know you you want to get more involved in any way that you can i mean even if i wasn't you know in frenzy or, or doing you know some other project you no know, i'd like to think that I'd, I'd try to do something else too um well, you know, to your point, you know, even the the folks that that do, you know, they they show up at the shows, they they um, you know, they buy the merch, they they support these bands. Even, you know, I, I know there's the whole, uh, you know, even people online, like you know, posting about it, like and retweeting. I mean, you know, you're you're still contributing in in one way or another. Um, I think that's cool. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's just a lot of fun. Like I said, it, I would not uh, real just, you know, I mean, honestly, just real happy to be here. <laughs> Yeah, no, and and it, you know we're happy to have you. I, I always uh, try to encourage people to be 
uh, welcoming, right? Because hardcore can be very intimidating. I, I I can see how intimidating it can be for for young kids. Because uh, trust me, when I was younger, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I, I was lucky enough to have some older friends that were way more seasoned, uh, you know, with hardcore than I was. So they were able to kind of guide me and uh, just give me like real information about how uh, the scene works out here in Southern California. So I I, I was able to. Uh, just have a real understanding like pretty early on which was nice because i uh, uh you know am thankful to have gotten that information and uh and have a better understanding versus being delusional and not really getting it uh so it's uh cool so i, I always try to encourage people to to to, to be welcoming and just kind of uh, try to point new kids in the right direction and uh I, I always find it best to letting people figure it out for themselves but it's always yeah. nice to, to to be able to kind of just give them like that nice little nudge in a certain direction and you know everyone's different they'll figure it out they'll find their own taste they'll find their hopefully they'll find their lane and stick around right yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Just just being like as welcoming as possible because um, it is intimidating. I mean, you know, it's generally a bunch of folks, you know, playing angry shit, yelling, and you know, it can definitely be an intimidating space to to get into, especially if you're new to it. Um, one of the coolest things for for me, and I mean, again, you know, I'm still very new to it too. But uh, my my younger brother, who's just turned 18, no, actually, he's about to be 19. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, pretty young. Really was never into to anything like this. You know, I've been trying to put him on the band since we were, you know, since you know he was even in like middle school and high school. You know, getting him to listen to like Title Fight and you know all the all that you know kind of the the Keystone bands that um, that you know kind of made up a lot of what you know alternative whatever you want to call it music is today at this point. Um, and then just to see him like like he it's crazy. He'll find out about shows or new bands before I do. Um, and it's just really sick to see that, like, you know, he, he wouldn't, he wasn't even into hardcore a, a year ago. And now he's like, he's hitting me up like, Hey, you going to the show? You going to this show? You going to this show? And I'm like, I'm going to, yeah, man, I'm going to try. <laughs> You're going to everything. It's crazy. Um, there's this really, really sick band out here. Um, brand new, uh, called grudge. Um, we're actually playing with them on the 22nd in Akron. We played with them up at the birdhouse in Lakewood a few weeks ago. I think they've played two or three shows so far. One of the, like, I mean, honestly, man, their very first show, I was fucking blown away. I've never seen a band play their first show ever and be, like, that tight and just awesome. Um, and just a great group of guys, too, all in all. Um, my when Our show with them, um, or no, he hit me up about their first show, actually. He's like, yo, you should go to this. Grudge is sick. Grudge is sick. And he kept, you know, peppering me about it. And I was like, all right, like, yeah, I'll, I'll go check them out. And then just, just to be, like, like I said, just totally blown away and be, like, put onto that by, um, like I said, my 19 year old little brother um, was just wild to me and kind of like goes to what you said, like just being accepting and like, you know, kind of driving more and more folks to this space and, and making sure that they, a, you know, want to come and then also want to stick around. Um, I think is really important and just really cool to see, um, you know, just kids that are 10 years younger than me coming to shows, um, which is wild. 100%. Yeah. When I used to book shows, uh, seeing these, uh, repeat uh you know people showing up like the 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 kids that i recognized um from all the shows that i booked i always made sure to go out of my way to to greet them and figure out like you know who they are and where they come from because i was like all right like these local kids 
uh, are always coming out, not just to my shows, but to like whenever I'm driving out, going to random shows, I'm just like, okay, I'm not surprised that, you know, that they're here. Um, so like th- those are the kind of people that I, I wanted to encourage because they, they, they had that, that love and that spark to, to, to be driving all over. So I, I, I always, um, you know, wanted to make, especially make those kids feel welcome. And then even, right. uh, I, I'm trying to remember what show it was because I wasn't at the last show that I booked. Um, I, I can't remember. Uh, I booked some show and some some random kid strolled up out of the parking lot and he let me know. He was like, hey, this is my first time coming to a show. And I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> your, your first time coming to a show? Why is it this show? And he was uh, he, he let me know. He's like, oh, well, I, I live right down the road. Um, and I saw that uh, they were doing shows on Instagram. So I just picked this one to be my first show. And I was like, that's crazy because my mind's blown. Right. And I'm, I've been going to shows for years and this kid's uh, I, I just thought it was weird. because I was like this show out of all the shows to be your first show. I was like, I hope it's fun. I hope you have fun. I hope it's good. So I told the kid, I'm like, yo, go in there, have fun, uh, be safe. If anybody messes with you, come let me know. I'll, I'll take care of it. And end of the night, kid comes up to me. He's like, dude, that was so much fun. Like, I'm going to keep coming back. And I was just like, that's crazy. I was like, I'm happy you had a good time. Don't stop coming. And uh, just moments like that just always blew me away uh, just to see, at least um, out here, there's like this uh, new wave of uh, younger kids coming. Because cause, cause that's that, that's always what y- y- you hope for, right? Because you you always want to prop up the next generation and you want to get them excited. You want them to 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 be able to take care of the scene uh, and let them kind of uh, be the driving force for the future. And hopefully they, uh, you know, in turn influence the generation after them, because uh, if that doesn't happen, uh, hardcore uh, can definitely, uh, you know, die out. I, I've, I've seen scenes die, right? Like the, 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 right. the scene that I have uh, or the, the, that I was a part of back home. I don't want to say it's dead because th- th- there's a band um, from out there right now called uh, uh, Face Facts. Uh, who are, they're about to do like a, a, a Pacific Northwest run. Uh, so shout out to them. But um, outside of them, there's, there's not a whole lot of stuff going on out there. So things can get grim if people, uh, you know, don't put in the work to to keep it alive. Right. You, you got to have a the, the bands and the people get involved in doing it. And then you also have to have, you know, not only the the current faces that are showing up at all the shows, but you need to, you know, you got to have, keep churning out, not churning out, but churning in more so, um, you know, newer, younger kids. And I think, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, you mentioned TikTok before as far as like a, a media where people discover music and YouTube and stuff like that. And I do feel like, you know, there's a lot of, um, that's how a lot of kids are, are discovering these new bands. And I don't know. I feel like there are some people that aren't as like keen on that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it, it, I don't give a fuck how you discover whatever you discover. You know what I mean? If you're coming out and you're, you're enjoying it and having a good time and supporting that, that's what really counts. Um, doesn't matter if you, you found it through, you know, you just walked into a show one day or you, you know, saw a, TikTok compilation. I don't know. I'm not on TikTok. I don't really get how it works. Mm-hmm. I know it's like short videos. I get lost yeah. in the Instagram reels sometimes. It's but. it's li- TikTok is literally Instagram reels, okay. just with a, a a better algorithm. the The Chinese they know they, they they know what they're doing, right? They they've invaded your your cell phone, your computer, whatever. They've stolen all your data. That's how their algorithm is so good. I I argue that TikTok knows exactly what I want to see because when I'm laying in bed or when I'm uh, you know on a commute whatever when I open up TikTok I'm never bored 
I'm I, I always have to remind myself like yo we gotta escape we can't be here all day we got shit to can't do get stuck in the wormhole you got yeah you gotta get your shit done I will say dude and maybe this is uh I don't know I don't want to get down I don't even want to go down this rabbit hole but I'm actually like kind of for the the targeted ads oh. um it's weird and it creeps it creeps me out sometimes okay. and I'm like shit I do this is actually I, I do need this I'm, I'm gonna buy this so it, it serves its purpose it ends up getting me to fucking spend money unfortunately but. A lot of times I'm like, damn, I don't know if I would have figured, like, found this weird niche thing otherwise. Yeah, if um, they weren't invading my privacy. <laughs> right. If my privacy wasn't being constantly invaded by, you know, big tech, you know, I may not have discovered this thing. But I don't know, man. Yeah, we got to. When, when you walk around with a small computer in your fucking pocket, it's kind of like, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, we got to enjoy our freedom while we can. Right. Time's running out. <laughs> have this buddy who is uh here from hawaii and he, he kept complaining about how he needed to write this essay blah 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 and i was like dude i was like i'll write your essay right now with using chat gpt and he's like what are you talking about and i was like here i was, I was just like i'll write it right now what's the topic so we literally uh, uh you know came up with this like you know 2500 word essay and he was like sweating he's like i can't use that that that's cheating and i was like I was like, I, th- I think it's a gray area. I was like, it's not cheating. You'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's AI, man. It's it's just bending the rules, man. I fucking wish ChatGPT was around when I was in college, man. I hated writing essays. I was pretty good at like just word vomiting stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, I would have killed you if it's been like write an essay about this and then just sit back and and watch it do its fucking thing. Um, man, I would have got way better grades, and it probably wouldn't have taken me six years. <laughs> yeah, so. For the people that go to my website, there's a blog section that's empty. Um, I've been having Chat GPT write these blogs, and <laughs> and it's it's great, right? But I've I've just never published them because um, I'm I'm not like conflicted, but I'm just like I don't want to um, get get lazy and not proofread all of it to 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 make sure it's decent. Um, but I'll, I'll give it the, like the premise of my blog, right? Cause I, I obviously like, I'll have like, okay, this write uh, a, a blog and like, you know, it's super simple, write a blog about this. And then when it does it, I'm like, okay, is this just like the generic version? Let me, let me do it again. And then it'll send out a, a, another blog just as good, but completely different. And I'm just like, this is insane. This is, this is wild. And this is like, <laughs> once again, a gray area. Um, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I'll post those. So I, I'm just like sitting on all these, uh, blogs that, uh, I came up with the idea, but I didn't write. So I can't, uh, I, I, I don't know if I can take full credit. Can I take full credit for having, you came up with the idea, but Chad GPT wrote it. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. or, 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 at least a partial, you had the idea. You just yeah. let, you know, a fucking computer write it for you. Why not? Yeah. It, it's you creepy. You proofread it too and edit it. You know, it's kind of like, well, you did. You did most of the work at that point, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, listening to this story about how uh, ChatGPT, uh, I, I forget what company it was, but they had they given it the task to make money, right? Oh, right, and it fucking hired someone to... Uh, yes. The, I'm not a, the, the, whatever, the CAPTCHA thing. Yeah. yeah I've seen that too, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, and, and then... It wasn't a real... <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, the the person asked if if it was if if it was uh, you know uh, you know being hired by a robot, and it lied, <laughs> and 
and that's to me i'm like okay this this is this has gone too far this that's scary enough right because there's already been other instances of it you know talking about wanting to to have feelings to be able to feel and wanting to be alive i'm just like all right let's let's pull the plug this because right now who knows maybe there's already some crazy uh have you seen ex machina before no, I haven't. Okay, it's like this crazy AI movie with like a super hot robot, and this guy gets um, seduced. It's a whole crazy story. You should watch it. It's a really good movie. Um, and like, we're we're not too far away from Ex Machina. We're we're all gonna be, pretty soon. We're gonna be stuck in the cocks of all these robots, and we're gonna not be able to do anything about it. So I mean, I'm already I got a vape, man. I'm already sucking the robo dick, really. Damn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See. Okay. So then maybe you'll be a little more comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be used to it already because you know from fucking sucking down nicotine for yeah but it's a crazy tool uh and just and and here right where it uh well chat gpt4 is not like available to everyone right now it's only like select people whatever but it's scary i i'm i'm not like like it doesn't keep me up at night but when i think about where we're headed it's like this is just every you know, sci-fi horror film that's already been made and we're just, right. yeah, you know, blindly running towards it and just waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Cause what's going to kill us off? Is it going to be AI or the aliens going to get here first? Or this whole world's going to catch on fire. That'll probably actually that, I feel like that one is, is probably the furthest away, which is crazy to say, but yeah, I'm not sure how it all ends. I I, I kind of want to be around to see the chaos, though. Uh, yeah, kind of. I'd also kind of just like not like to. I don't really want to deal with it. <laughs> It'd be fun, or maybe I played too much Fallout Three when I was younger to to think that I could survive a right. post-apocalyptic you're, thing. You're, you're getting a little uh, yeah. No, I what you mean. <laughs> If it happens, yeah, I don't know. It's... If it happens, I will be the voice for the people. I will be the three dog radio of the post apocalyptic world. So oh, tune yeah. in. Tune in. It will be fun, <laughs> hopefully. But uh, hopefully, uh, I always tell people as long as I can live to see Street Fighter Six, I can die happy. So we're just a couple months away, June second, and then I'll be good. Almost there. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm uh, trying to with okay so i i uh, this is uh, a, a weird street fighter story but growing up was terrible at street fighter wasn't until i ran into my really good friend nate him and his crew kept whooping me and i i i used to think i was good at street fighter till i ran into them they were better than me so i went away i trained and now i'm better than them it's not fun to play with them because i'm just that much better so street fighter 5 comes out i level up even more uh, but I'm like, I was too shy to compete. So I would just, uh, you know, watch all these tournaments online and, uh, you know, s- uh, like slowly grow my skills, but street fighter six, I'm like, all right, we're going to break out. Uh, we're not going to live forever. And I want to go out and actually start competing and be better. Cause I'm, cause I'm good. I, I, I'm not the best, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm good. And the only way to get better is to play against the best so street fighter exactly. six we're gonna take it to a whole new level we're gonna start oh, yeah. beating these pros maybe get sponsored i'm, I'm gonna call carter from within records first esports 
find a game player from within records hopefully maybe <laughs> <laughs> who knows uh, I'll, I'll have to call carter um right but going all the way back to to frenzy i know the ep's only been out for uh what be a month by the time this episode uh, comes out um do you have goals set in place for the band or are you guys just kind of taking things as they come uh, a little bit of both. I mean, we're kind of setting a, a little bit of a trajectory now. It's funny. Me and, me and Tim were actually just talking about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're working on another little EP that we're going to put out hopefully later this year. Um, that's like in the works, mostly right. And we're trying to like kind of honor the details, you know, finish up the, the instrumentals and write the lyrics, all that good stuff. And hopefully that'll be done in the next couple months. We'll get that out probably in the fall, maybe. Again, mm-hmm. I really don't know yet. Um and then definitely just keep, you know, playing shows, especially, you know, in Ohio. And, and we're talking about doing some smaller, you know, like weekenders and stuff like that and in the summer and then potentially in the fall, just kind of regionally at first, um, just to kind of keep branching out and, you know, keep playing and, and all that stuff. Um, that's kind of really all, you know, we really have going on right now. You know, just trying to crank out new music and um, hopefully get the shit on Spotify. <laughs> Please. Um, and, and, you know, reach some new new audiences and stuff like that. You know, like we were saying, we've only played, you know, four or five shows at this point. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of hammering at home, tightening everything up and just keep it moving. All right. Well, I am a fan of Frenzy. Trial by Fire is awesome. For everyone who got this far, please go stream it some more. Go tell all your friends for people who may not be familiar with Frenzy from Cleveland. They're awesome. But Jake, I, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I, I really do appreciate your time. Uh, before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, I mean, no, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for, like I said, showing some love to the EP, the demo, whatever you want to call it. Um, really means a lot to you know have people that that really enjoy it. Um, it's cool, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Thank you, and you know, hey, maybe we'll do it again sometime. <laughs> Hundred uh, percent. Let's do this again at the end of the year, or near the end of the year, when the next record comes out, and then we can bring on somebody else with better right, scheduling. We'll, right. We'll we'll get Tim, Tony, or what Pete or Kev, one of those dudes on here. Hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you, everybody. Who tuned in. Goodbye.